for us it's it's a big win um but like i said we're not getting too far ahead of ourselves england are a good good team we have to go home and play with all those pressures of the home crowd but um these wins are obviously good for the team and obviously for the fans um but yeah hopefully waking up today there's a few happy aussies <laughs> Here we go with another episode of the Four Man Wall, a podcast on Australian football slash soccer at its finest. I'm your host, Tashan, coming at you live from a computer that actually works this time and joining me from the always sunny eastern suburbs. He's had a trip on the Wang Express this morning. It's our Melbourne City mega fan, Andy Gibson. Uh, thanks, Tashan, for the, the warm welcome as always. Great to be back. Uh, feels like a bit, it's been a lifetime since I was last uh, on the pod. So, yeah, great to be back uh, again and very keen to get into a massive indeed the third voice you're going to hear is that of a man who's been playing some very violent games of beer pong recently on twitter his npl player oz scopes here he is damon sarah yeah thanks Jashan. um yeah it's uh it's been one of those weeks you know a wise man once said uh when it rains it pours yeah and uh it's been the case this week for old mate damo so yeah um beer pong in the past and uh a-League reflection on the horizon. Nice. It was raining and pouring in Melbourne last weekend it as well. It definitely was. Yes, yeah. indeed. We'll get into that later. And last but not least, he loves a game of categories. It's Nicholas. Oh, thank you, uh, Deshaun. Uh, audience, that's a reference for a house party we're at on Sunday night where we had to uh, pick a category and uh, play a bit of hot potato and the loser had to take some drinks. Uh, we tried PK League moments, but unfortunately, it's <laughs> no, just, it just, it just, it just too long. We just kept going, and, and before you knew it, it was the last train was leaving, and, you know, the sun was rising, you know, it got out of control. What? You got picked up by your girlfriend. You made, you made Steph drive from goddamn Footscray to Coburg North to pick you up at 12.30 in the morning. What are you talking One, about? she offered, and two, it was very kind of her. Three, you could have gotten on... You could have gone in on the lift too. Um, ah, but you had stuff, in the morning. Yeah, you had stuff to do. And I just want to make a couple of comments on the introduction. I always like to pick up uh, factual uh, anomalies, uh, aka incorrect facts. Uh, the always sunny eastern suburbs of Melbourne, not the case. Um, <laughs> look at a map of Melbourne. The most rain is always over the southeastern suburbs, not too far from uh, Andy's abode itself. <laughs> All the rain catchments are on the eastern to southeastern side oh of Melbourne. And, You've got um, to put listeners to sleep, Yeah, it's mate. always smoking hot over in the west. I went to, the, case in point, <laughs> I went to the footy at the MCG, which is technically on the eastern side of the CBD. Went back to Footscray, uh, six, five to ten kilometres straight line from the MCG. Bone dry. Go figure. Mm. But the thing is, though, with Andy's charming personality, the eastern suburbs are always sunny because he's always bringing that smile. Well, know? technically, Andy doesn't uh, live in the eastern suburbs. He lives in the southeastern oh. suburbs. But Nick, 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 Nick. Still <laughs> get it. You're a town planner, and I'm proud. Oh, mate. Let's get stuck into it, fellas. It's a big episode. Lots of games to talk about. We've only got a couple rounds left, so, um, yeah, it's heating up. But uh, first things first. I want to shout out, we now have 300 followers on the Instagram, Ooh, so thanks yeah. to everyone who's been uh, clicking the follow button, we uh, appreciate it. Keep we it coming, we love that. the support. Exactly. And uh, fellas, how was everyone's Easter? What did we do? What did we celebrate? Born a Pasqua. 
Yeah, buona Pasqua a tutti. Uh, yeah, went to Nonna's for lunch. Oh, yeah. had, a, had a good one. And came home with a coma. He's <laughs> oh, oh. done right. <laughs> so you really have been in the wars this past oh, week, game. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't say it like that. Fuck. What was the best no, meal on the day? We made the the, the main part, so we had schnitzels and mm. some salad and yeah, um, potato salad and stuff. But um, no, you can't go past Nonna's uh, uh, macaroni. <laughs> So, Ooh, oh, yes. Pasta. Oh, God, I have to know. Uh, my barker makes a good carbonara. That's her go-to pasta queen. What about you, fellas? Nick, Andy, enjoy your Easter's? Yeah, yeah, yeah mine was good. Oh, oh, oh. That's on me. I open it up to both of you. Nick, Nick, go first. We'll save the best to last. Oh, well, that's, you know... Brave of you to assume Andy's story is going to be better than Damo's. Uh, I'm sure it's better than mine. <laughs> no, it was a pleasant Easter. I mean, apart from the usual weekend festivities, you know, that you can get because, you know, you've got two extra days at the weekend. Easter related. Had a crack at making hot cross buns Friday, Friday all oh, yeah. day, um, which was a, a success, I'd say, except those, the cross wasn't too prominent, but the buns were good. Uh, good buns. The buns were good. That little cinnamon kick, <laughs> nice and fluffy on the inside. Beautiful. Melted choc chips through the middle. Beautiful. Oh, so you went choc chips. You, you didn't go raisins. Um, well, oh. the shops were closed, so I had to. I don't like raisins in hot cross buns to begin with. <laughs> Me neither. Um, I love them. Oh, fuck off, Damo. But the thing I don't <laughs> like about the Woolies and the Coles hot cross buns is that it's just. You want chocolate hot cross bun, but they make the whole bread chocolate. I just want like the cinnamon mm, bread with chocolate, yeah. like a little yeah, bit of chocolate. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was nice. It was, it was a good effort. I was proud of myself. Um, Man, and I'm proud of you Sunday, too. And, and how about, nah, fuck, you're taking too long, Nick. How about yourself there, Andy? How was your restop? <laughs> yeah, mine was great. Yeah, went back up to uh, the hometown, Wangaratta, and uh, yeah, spent, spent a few days with the family, which is nice. Ate plenty of food, you know. Yeah, I had a couple of big meals, lots of uh, homemade desserts as well, so uh, def definitely got spoiled. Uh, but yeah, it was a nice, nice chill one for me. So. Yeah, it was a very chill. It was a pretty shitty day for it, so... I, uh... Yeah. The weather was fucking awful all weekend. I think I'll use that as the natural wet segue, yeah. because... Um, we had a lot of games at Amy Park we this did. weekend. I mean, obviously, there was the Melbourne Derby... Uh, on the Wednesday, so 2-1 victory for, for uh, City there, and then <clears throat> the rest of the games of the weekend, I'll just run through them really quick. So Central Coast beat West United 3-0, Adelaide and Sydney played out a scrappy one-all draw. The Raw beat Jets 3-0, MacArthur and Western Sydney in what I thought was the game of the weekend, 2-all victory in Perth with the shittest nil-all draw you'll ever watch in your entire life, <laughs> and then City drubbed the Phoenix 4-1. So within that... I believe Victory and Glory played at Amy Park as well. They did, yeah. Um, yep, so the Melbourne Derby, Victory, Glory, Melbourne City and Wellington was on Amy Park, and then we also had Some a rugby league rugby. game there. So, yeah, there was a rugby league game, and there was a double header on Saturday oh. or Sunday, maybe, for the Super Rugby. Yeah, the Super Rugby, yeah. Jeez, talk about a flogging. So what, six games, is it? So six games on there in total, yeah. when it was raining all weekend. Yeah. And I'll, I'll go to you, Nick, mate. You're at the game on the Monday... Like, how bad was the pitch? Like, oh, how bad was the quality? It was pretty bad. Like, you could see it from the ground. There was a muddy patch, I guess, where underneath where the rugby goals would be at both ends of the field. Uh, you could still see the rugby markings. It was terrible. Players were sipping everywhere, partly due to the wet conditions too. 
Um, it was a shocker. Uh, glad no one got injured uh, to, to, to the best to the best of my awareness, but it was it was a uh, it was a true hiding on the Amy Park pitch, and this is this is the same Amy Park you know they couldn't afford an extra Socceroos game a, f- a few weeks ago, and all of a sudden <laughs> yeah, can be right. you yeah. know can, yeah. <laughs> it could it, it could be used like you know like uh, bloody. Court four at Melbourne Park on the first day of the Australian Open, just back to back, to back. I'm not sure why. I mean, rect- they used to play rectangle games at Eddie Had now Marvel, right? Like, yeah. the Storm could play over there. The Storm have lots of fans. Yeah. The Super Rugby can fuck off. No one watches that. <laughs> the Super Rugby should fuck off. No one does watch. I've yet to meet someone. I'm yet to meet someone in my circle, my extended and further extended circle that says, oh yeah. You have lots of friends, Nick. You are a very popular man. And I mean like acquaintances in working style and uni that goes, oh yeah. Um, I, I go I go to even one Rebels game. One. I've, <laughs> or, or even past since I've been to a Rebels game, you know. Because we all know Matty Hume. He works uh, up at Suncorp in Brisbane. Um, and whenever there's a red game on, he works it, but he's always just fucking bored the entire time because there are no people there buying beers. It's because there's no people there in the first place. Um, we had coaches complain. Um, Zatkovic had an absolute spew. Popper was angry. Rado was pretty incensed as well. The only person who didn't care was Ufuk Tale. He doesn't care about much <laughs> at the moment. He was. He said, uh, the surface is the surface. At the end of the day, it was green. It had grass on it. The opposition had to deal with it. It is what it is. So, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, Andy, I'll, I'll chuck my first burning question over to you, lad. Three burning questions. Oh, all right. Let's go. Yeah, mate. What, what is the solution to these? And they are unsafe, these pitches. Because yeah. rain and rugby, it's a, bit of a, it's a bit of an evil concoction there. Is there a solution? Um, I think just it all comes down to better planning and organization you know like um who's doing the the scheduling at at amy park and is this person or people uh in communication with the the apl or whoever does the picturing for the a-league you know like i know you can't see weather conditions that far out obviously but um surely they know the um the super rugby schedule and the rugby league schedule and that sort of thing as well and um I feel like there should be some sort of uh, policy set by, you know, Football Australia or the APL or someone, um, you know, to prevent this sort of thing and say, you know, we, we're not going to schedule any A-League games um, on any weekend where there's, I don't know, X number of other events happening. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, I mean, two or three, yeah, that's that's probably okay in, you know, in a few days. But when when you've got six happening within, what, four or five days... Uh, I think you got to draw the line before that. So uh, I just feel like it could have been prevented a lot earlier. Agreed. Um, and is this not the type of situation, like Easter Monday, people are staying at home. You're playing against the Phoenix. No one really cares. Is this not the opportunity to go and play at um, your, your rural grounds? Yeah, yeah definitely. What it's called. Definitely. If you're ever going to you know, try and expand to some of these... Uh, rural areas, kind of like what Western United do, you know, playing out at Ballarat and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, like Melbourne City have obviously got their home base down at Casey Fields in the southeast. Yeah, so like I know the women's uh, team play play quite a few games there. So this sort of would have been a, a good opportunity for the men's to uh, to go down there, I reckon. But uh, yeah, like I said, you, they just need to be Disagree. a bit more. 
further planning. Oh, go on, Nick. Yeah. Spray. Have a spray. Have a spray. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> I think the last thing, uh, you know, the established clubs need is selling games. Um, I think they really need to stick to their home grounds uh, where possible uh, to bring the fans in. If, you know, fans are trying to get into the team um, and they, you know, have a pleasant experience at watching the game, um, you know, bring the family along and then they see the next time they're playing is their next home game is not even in Melbourne, then it's, you know, mm-hmm. a detractor and um, compared to if the next game in two weeks was at the same venue, you know, you get a repeat it's more likely of having a repeat visit. Uh, I think what Amy Park needs to do to to fix the issue, I think the obvious solution is, uh, well, in an ideal Western world, Western United should be using Amy Park and they should have their own stadium. So yeah, once that's that, exactly what I'm about to say. Once that's clarified, I think mm. there's so many external possibilities and um, political pressure that's going to put football down the pecking order. But I think the simplest thing they could do is have... Melbourne Victory and Melbourne City home games on alternating weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then that point. way, you know, eases the pressure on the turf. No, there's no reason yeah, to have Victory play on a Sunday and then Melbourne City play on the next the next day on on Easter Monday. There's like only tw- a twenty person different in attendances. It's like Victory got five thousand, mm. City four thousand nine hundred approximately. It's like mm. not worth it by then. Yeah, wow. most games got out fanned by MacArthur then. Fuck. Yeah. By Western Sydney Wanderers. Or they could just build yeah, another fair. bloody rectangular stadium in somewhere near Melbourne. Yeah. Like, surely that would also help things? Because well, like well, eight, well, Western are in the process of, right? How many, are how you many suggesting teams that... use, utilise Amy Park like throughout all codes? Mm. And then for events. Uh, it's got to be the five. most used stadium. Well, the, in yeah, the, the, the three A-League teams, the Melbourne Storm and the Melbourne Rebels, right? Wait, is there a second Victorian Super Rugby team? And, and yeah. any other teams, like women's teams too. That's right. Yeah, yeah, double of headers. Of course, of course. Um, Well, the only thing comparable is like a Marvel Stadium or MCG, which, you know, but, but those are like fit. primary... Those are primary tenants that like... Yeah. During winter, mm. AFL's the only tenant, except unless there's an event on, yeah, exactly. or like, you know, um, oh, and they're not going to, it's not like they're going to have a concert mid season like they do at Amy Park, um, yeah. which is just bizarre. Well, I was having a, a yarn with some bloke on Twitter. Oh, you having a yarn? Yeah. Some, um, he's a journalist for the, the Tizer in Adelaide, and he was saying that, like, Adelaide and Highmarsh is like the perfect stadium for them. It's, Football specific, no one else plays mm. on it. Such such a nice stadium. And when Adelaide are doing, yeah, exactly. And when Adelaide are doing well, they can fill it out because there's a, it's only twenty thousand, sixteen thousand, eighteen thousand capacity, and that is perfect mm. for them. Australia just needs one more, <laughs> or you know, God forbid, two more grounds of similar, um, kind of uh, capacity. And, you know, it eases that pressure. And as soon as you start getting 10,000 people to a 10,000 or 15,000 capacity stadium, it looks almost cool. looks better. And the product mm, looks better. It so Absolutely. it's, it's, it's oh. such a no-brainer. And like, people just don't see it. 
Oh, the, the people compare like to the EPL and the small clubs like your Bournemouths and right. your Brightons fill out their stands, like, but those are only twenty thousand match stadium. Yeah, fucking oath, Ryan Reynolds is killing it. Exactly, and that's like a ten thousand seater stadium, and yeah. it was absolutely pumping. There is a brand. I got that there. sweet Netflix money. It's called money, and yes, and, and no investor at this stage, if they can't turn a profit on an existing stadium, are gonna take the plunge. I, I, I'd be surprised if Western United. I won't be surprised in ten years if Western United still don't have a stadium. And that's probably, if you told someone when the bids were getting processed, that would be fighting words. But it's likely going to be a reality, in my opinion, unless I see something drastic. I, I won't believe it until I see it. Well, I was going to bring this up later, but did you guys see it's now been five years since MacArthur promised to have uh, built a beautiful 18,000-seater stadium built in exactly five years? did not know that. But I, I wasn't even aware that, like, that was a part of their bid. I know it's... Yeah, I thought they were just happy at yeah. Campbelltown. Yeah. So no, they were going I'm to build not, an 18,000. I'm not privy oh, to why it. Why do they need to? Can't they just make Campbelltown their own? Well, they only paid a dollar to use it. I think they're, like... Ah, oh, yeah. It's not really... Jeez. They don't own it, they're just tenants, yeah. Yeah. Jeez, it's going to be a rental crisis if their rent gets stuck with the $2 a week like the rest <laughs> of us. <laughs> um, anyway, well, I've been to the Campbelltown Stadium in MacArthur for an away day in their, in their first year, and it is, I guess, like... like I was just unaware. I, I saw it popped up on my feed, but I was unaware that it was even a part of the bid to to begin with compared to Western yeah. United at least they have a stadium in their area that is small that if they got populated they could if they were popular they could reasonably fill it up you know and yeah, that's but it. it is a, it is a bit of a crap stadium there's a lot of exposure to the elements once you're there yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. The cow- the cowbells are doing it tough, for sure. <laughs> it's hard to justify yeah, it's a bigger stadium, though. If they can't fill up Campbelltown, how can they? How can no. you say they're going to fill up a brand-new 18,000-seat stadium? But at least they could... But, hey, but, hey, they did. They broke their record for home attendance this well, weekend good. against Western Sydney. At least by repeatedly um, playing in Camberfield, they can build up their brand and then justify an 18,000-seat stadium yeah. down the line compared to Western Camp, United, yeah. who are getting poultry attendances in three different locations. Uh, yeah. How are you ever going to... How are you ever going to just say... Do the maths there and say, oh, that's the thing. will work. Western need to pick the, pick a lane, pick a spot, yeah. and just yeah. stick with it. Like they can't keep bopping around all over the place. They need to figure True. it out nice and And they're quick. trying to bully around all these NPL clubs like Melbourne Knights mm. and um, similar South Melbourne to try and use their grounds. Like, no, you've really? made your bed now. You you got to lie on it yourself. Like, but in terms of the actual game, the, all the games, um, Victory Perth was was dull as ditch water. Yeah. I don't, don't want Zadkovic letting me down. I don't want to dwell. Yeah, no, Zadkovic let you down, mate. Oh, that was, was garbage. Yeah, they but had a perfect opportunity to disappointing. They did, and they they cooked it. But Melbourne City in a I fair. This is fair to say. This is a bit of a, state, a statement win, fellas. Like four one. Yes. Two wins. J Mac. That's it. J Mac breaks the streak. He's back on the score sheet. Tilio with a brace. Naboo got three assists. Andy, how excited did this make you for the future? Oh, mate, I'm jumping out of my seat. So good. <laughs> was Sit down, Andy. <laughs> Sit down, Andy. It's just a regulation. <laughs> you hear Selena in the background. Calm down, Andy. For fuck's sake, I'm trying to make 
dinner. Yeah, pretty Fuck much. Sake. Pretty much. I'm trying to. I'm trying to brew some kombucha here. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, mate. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, no, mm. not. I disagree. What do you disagree? You disagree with? again. Nick is bringing the devil's advocate today. Fucking hell. Yeah, we, we got one hand on the premiers point. But uh, Melbourne City uh, rightfully cashed in on some poor form of Wellingtons. Yeah, that, but, they weren't good. But yeah, City it's a net great. positive it's result, but I don't think it puts Melbourne City yeah. like. It, it definitely gives them the premiership just about, but it doesn't um, mm. just because of yeah. Well, because they've got more points than Adelaide. That's how it works, mathematics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's three yeah. games to go, and they're seven points clear of Adelaide. They just need to ma- get the same amount of points as Adelaide this week. That's it. Yeah, I think I think City have all but wrapped it up. But were you not impressed with you know J Mac? That first goal from J Mac was gorgeous. Was, yeah. uh, Tilio's first goal was oh, gorgeous. Yeah. It came right to my yeah. corner. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, you know, you as saw it. As soon as I roasted J Mac, I knew he was going to score off like a hat trick or something. <laughs> Ah, so you're taking credit for his good performance. Exactly, I'm taking credit. It was all you. It was all you. Did you think he was deserving of the Player of the Match uh, award, or was that more Naboot slash Tilio who should have gotten that one? Um, For me? uh, Well, I suppose you go for Naboot, just purely because of the more goal involvements. But as always, those who score goals generally get all the plaudits. So... um, I'm not going to go down that route. I'm going to say that Naboo uh, definitely deserved his uh, Man of the Match uh, award. <laughs> and J-Mac got the Man of the Match award. Well, interesting well, one, that one. Melbourne City gave it to uh, Naboo, but Channel 10 or Paramount gave it to McLaren. So. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah. depends, yeah, it depends who you looked at. Mm. No love for Tilio? Fuck well, no. Jack, I'll, Jack I'll, I'll pose got Man you. of the Match against Melbourne Victory, so... <laughs> Fuck off. He gave away... No, no, Elsie gave away the pen at the end, which should have been given, but uh, we'll, we'll ignore that. Who cares? Um, yeah. Bottom of the barrel stuff. But um, Marco Tilio as well, two goals. Is it fair to say that Tilio, in my mind, I've got him as a top five winger this year, like behind Lucky Goodwin and um, Borello for sure, but would you have him fourth in terms of wingers over the course of the season? Nick, you go. Oh, wait. Sorry, what was the question? Would you have Tilio as a top five winger this season? Yes. Next question. Okay. <laughs> Damo, Andy, do you both also 100%. agree? Yeah, I, I, I think so. What do you reckon, Andy? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with Nick. It's a, easy, uh, you know, simple answer. Well, it's probably definitely a yes from you, but... Um... Yeah. Well, who would you put... Who, who would the four be yeah, above? Exactly. Are you suggesting got... to show, who, or the five? Well, Borello, Goodwin, and, and um, well, Lecky are all ahead of him. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, he plays enough as a winger, though. And then I'd have to say Goodwin. It'd only be yeah, Goodwin, Lecky. Um, yeah, just Goodwin and Lecky for me above Tilio. Naboot. Yeah, it's it's. Nah, Naboot's not. Connor Payne has seven assists on the season. It's Connor Payne, yeah. Even though, yeah, well, it, it, it's slim picking. <laughs> no love for Henry Hoare out there <laughs> diving away doing his I mean, thing. Nope. He is a he is not bad. Like, Al Hassan to under the radar. Yeah, actual. Daniel Arzani. Consider him more as a um, striker, and yeah, obviously Arzani. I'd, I'd say um, even in his um, seventeen appearances, they were very effective. Seventeen appearances. So. Would have had a sneaky Sammy Silvera looking right out there. I think um, he always tends tends to do this. Like he'll start the season off really well, and then just taper off towards the end, and 
Once again, he's, he's done the same. Oh, he looked good against Central Coast. I'll go to that now because obviously the other three teams who I think can potentially win the title are Adelaide, Western Sydney and Central Coast. And they got a draw, a draw and a win respectively. Uh, Central yeah. Coast 3-0 over Western United. Two goals for Cummings. Keeps him in the hunt for the golden boot. Tulio got involved and Sammy Silvera got involved. Fellas, I'm going to go through all of yours. I want you to rank these four teams, so City, Adelaide, Western, and Central Coast, as like a form power ranking. So one through four, who do you think is like hottest right now? Andy, I'll start with you. In terms of who's hottest right now, I'll probably still have to say Adelaide. Uh, I know they dropped points on the weekend and City got a big win, but if you're looking at form, you know, over the last month, two months, um, Adelaide's definitely been a lot hotter than City. So City's been lucky to have that buffer at the top of the table because if they didn't, uh, Adelaide would be miles above. But, yeah, Adelaide and then City second for me. Okay. And and, and the other two? Oh, sorry. Um, probably Western Sydney third and then Central Coast, yeah. yeah. Well, they've, they've been playing good football in the last few fair. months. Damo, do you agree there? That is... That'd probably be my order, but I think um, even Melbourne City, like I gave them some pretty uh, some stern words. Uh, <laughs> yeah, gave them some stern uh, reflections last week or the week before. And um, to be fair, they are a quality side with quality players, so it's ne- not going to take them long to kind of click back into gear and. Um, I'd have I'd have them and Adelaide, yeah, definitely neck and neck, and obviously um, Western Sydney and then Central right. Coast. Because obviously uh, Rado came out and said that yeah, look, Naboot's been carrying an injury. We know J Mac's been carrying an injury, so in theory, with those guys coming back in, does, do you guys know when Leckie and, and Vanderven are, are due back? Well, they've both uh, been training this week apparently, so mm-hmm. they're they're close by the sound of it, but they haven't given a specific game that they'll be back yet. Vandervin um, gave a response to a fan, I think, on his story, or someone slid into his Insta DMs and uh, asked, as you know, a few oh, yeah? fans occasionally do. Have you but... been sliding into Richie Vandervin's DMs again, Nick? Yeah, oh, right. that's Andy's role. Oh, Andy yeah. got a mention that's on right. his story. I'm pathetic at sliding into DMs. That's not my game. Uh... <laughs> Better in person. Sorry, better in person. Oh, g'day, Richie. How you doing? How's how's the injury doing? What did you injure again? <laughs> Man comes through with the facts. Oh, how, um, how would you rank those four teams, Nick, or like a, as a power ranking, like on form? Adelaide United. Okay. Melbourne City. Yep. Central Coast Mariners. Mm. Oh, I've got a sneeze coming through. How do I mute Audacity? And Western Sydney fourth. I'll answer it for you. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, okay, so yeah, a lot of love for Adelaide. I mean, the draw against Sydney, they definitely outplayed Sydney, um, if you've always watched it. But there's been a lot of talk about how Craig Goodwin's looking a little bit tired out there. And, and I'll ask you, boys, yeah. would you risk resting him before the finals? Or do you want to keep... Because he's still scored, I think. Um, do you want to keep playing him so he maintains this form? Damo, you go. Well, I think, yeah, I think that he just needs a rest. Um, he he he's the best player in the league, I would say. So no matter how much how out of form he is, he's still going to be able to, you know, pluck something out of yep. nothing. 
and potentially change the game, but um, obviously it will kind of impact his lead-up. But, uh, yeah, I I have noticed that maybe everything seems to be going through Goodwin. and. Um, well, Halloran had some moments against Sydney. Halloran. Yeah, Halloran. Yeah, but I don't know. He's just not getting involved enough. And when he is, it's almost just leads to nothing. <laughs> Jesus. So... <laughs> Well, don't, don't, yeah, hopefully he doesn't listen. No, 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 because what happens when you roast someone, they start playing good, just like J-Max, and he'll listen, and he'll, he'll well, play exactly. better, so that's the, the goal. That's right, yeah. But like, it gives a great opportunity, like, if they um, can uh, shore up the top two slash top four finish, like, it gives them a good opportunity to rest a few players that have been playing a lot. Well, this um, is the thing because they're they're looking they're for ACL second. football as well. Like they need to finish second for that. That that's true. But like, if you watch their MPL team this weekend, like they were awesome to watch with um, Johnny Yule, Ethan Alligich, Panesh Madana, um, Musa Toure, Iran Konda all played in the same team. Bernardo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those guys could turn it on as well. Like. Their, their depth and the amount of talent coming through there, you'd almost just put them in there and just let them go have a run and they might even just get the result anyway, so... I don't mind. That's, that's actually a good call. So they, the next two games are against Western United and, and Perth Glory. Both, in theory, should be easy wins. Give one of those games, give Goodwin a rest and yeah, give Aaron Kunda a chance to start. Like, fuck it. Let's yeah, see how yeah, it works. Premier's plate's all bit sealed up, then there's nothing to lose by resting players like Goodwin, is there? That's it, that's it. They've got four yeah, points on Central yeah. Coast to second as well, so... Mm. That that match day 26 game between uh, Adelaide and Central Coast could very well decide who finishes second. We'll, we'll see how we go. Mm. Also, a quick shout-out to Louis Rigo, Made his 100th appearance for Adelaide on the weekend at just age 21, boys. 21, yeah. Well, trying to recall, I'm pretty sure there was no one... Who's done that before in Australian or A League? Yeah, he's he's uh, the youngest. I think, think Cornthwaite is second. He's the youngest by like two it's years. Robbie Cornthwaite, second to twenty-four years of age. Wow. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. incredible. What I would like to see maybe is for him to maybe push himself a little bit more, try and get involved with more goals. Because obviously, once you hit that hundred games in the A League, you're pretty rusted on to be a professional footballer. Um, for your career, like the next thing that comes is trying to force your way overseas, or and by doing that, you probably want to be trying to involve yourself with more goals and assists and stuff. So that'd be my um, what I'd be looking for from uh, Louis Dorigo, and like great, um, great achievement, hundred games, but you got to start actually impacting games as well. And even if you're a CDM or CM, like um. Aaron Moy, like, I think everyone just got, comes back to Aaron Moy when it comes to dominating. Well, even Aiden O'Neill so. in recent weeks, just banging in goals. Aiden O'Neill's, a, yeah, good shit, exactly. And he was a he started as a CDM, so, and look at him getting involved with goals and assists, and it's great yeah, to Future see. soccer room, Louis Dorigo, going to be in that mix one day, perchance, or, or not I quite mean, at that level? Yeah. I, I don't think he's quite at that level yet. I Again, like, I haven't, I don't think he gets forward 
enough and his quality's not quite there yet, but that'll just come with more practice and um, the timing of runs and other stuff. But he scored some cracking goals this year, but I think that consistency needs to start um, coming through. Yeah, because again, Adelaide, they struggled to a draw, or didn't struggle to a draw. I mean, Sydney, Redman made some very good saves and the football was still definitely there. The quality was there. If it weren't for a Jack Rodwell last-ditch save, they would have won the game. And yeah. it's fair to say that Adelaide have played the best football this season, I think. And if we handed out Coach of the Year awards, right? Like they do in America, for example, in the NBA and whatnot. Nick, I'll ask you my burning question number two. Would uh, Carl Vart get your Coach of the Year award? Carl Vart? Mm. It's in the Carl Adelaide Viet. HC. V- Viet. Viet. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Viet? Vart? I think it's Viet. Um, Viet. Uh, yeah, yeah, hard, it's, it's, yeah, hard, hard press second to Ruben Zadkovic. Fuck <laughs> off! <laughs> 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 well, he's not going to be finishing second to Warren Moon, is he now? No, he's definitely not, mate. <laughs> Fucking Zadkovic. Well, who else are the contenders? Like maybe Nick Montgomery. I uh, liked his work in developing some good talent. I think you got to go Mark Rudan, even though you don't really want to. <laughs> you, do, you, you absolutely do. Mark Rudan, Marco Rudan. <laughs> Big Roods. Big Roods. Yeah, it's, a, it's an impressive one-year transformation of the Western Sydney Wanderers Football Club. Uh, I guess Carl Viet has had more time to work things over, but I think the way he's got that team performing is pretty exceptional. Also, shout out for Steve Corica. You'll get it next year, buddy. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> Carl. Yeah. Undoubtedly, he's going to be there, isn't he? 100%. Even though he just signed a contract extension, I just don't it's think... part of the there. furniture at Sydney made at this at this point. But, um, yeah, that's that's a bit of a snapshot of the finals there for you guys listening. Uh, Nicholas, I'm going to follow back to you, sir. Do you have a peak moment of the week for me? Peak. Peak. Peak A-League moment of the week. I do. Uh, Oh, <laughs> that was dramatic. I do have a big yeah. A-League moment of the week. Okay. Are you going to tell me or no? Are you going to tell us? I could tell you. Um, <laughs> or you could uh, Venmo me $5, then I'll tell you. <laughs> um, Damn, bro. <laughs> in this economy. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so I guess this... In the rental crisis? Yeah, there's nothing more peak than Aidan O'Neill taking 100 plus days to score a brace. However, <laughs> that's too mainstream to be this week's peak A-League moment of the week. The peak A-League moment of the week, and I'm, I'm really broadening the definitions of peak A-League moment here, has to be how security was managed at Amy Park and my experience on Wednesday. Mm. Hear me out. On w- oh, right. I was yep. a victim. I was a victim of systematic <laughs> oppression against football fans. What are y'all, mate? That, that's wow. obvious Obvious overtones of sarcasm there for anyone missing it out. <laughs> we got uh, it. <laughs> so? I got you, I got you, I got you. Um, well, it was just poorly managed in my opinion. Uh, we all know how the last derby ended. It was a shocker. Uh, so you'd think you'd see some more security for the replay. I wasn't there for the for the actual completed derby in between, so I can't comment on that. But you'd expect some more security for the replay, I guess. 
um, in case, you know, the victory fans are going to restorm the pitch on a Wednesday night before they go to their day jobs on a Thursday. You never know. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so bag check, fine. No dramas. Barely even looked into my bag, to be honest. Uh, and, you know. Did you bring any flares? I did not bring any flares. Oh, except for opportunity. my flagrant <laughs> curry that I had for lunch. Leftover <laughs> empty tin in my lunch bag. <laughs> That's pretty funny, what? guys. Um, that was terrible. Uh, <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, uh, and moving on, metal yes, wand. Please. I reckon the metal wand went off on me because of my car keys or house keys, <laughs> and they still waved me through. So, you know, the actual place where all the trouble starts, you know, the bag check, you know, where I could be bringing in flares, I could be, be bringing in a bucket with someone's ashes um, to throw mm-hmm. in um, Tommy Glover. However, yeah. I get stopped going down the aisle. I'm like, oh, yeah, going to my seat. Can, can I see your ticket? Yeah, sure thing. Um, that's fine. Oh, no, this you're at the wrong aisle. What do you mean? Oh, it, your ticket says, um, you know, it says 14. And I'm like, oh, no, but my seat's in between. My seat's in between 14 and 15, so surely I could just walk down 15 and go halfway in between. Oh, no, we've been told I have extra security measures and we can't let you go down this aisle unless it's on your ticket. And if your ticket says 14, you have to go down 14, even though your seat's perfectly in the middle. So my PK League moment of the week is the A-League of security for not for letting in, for possibly letting in some pretty... Pretty random shit because they didn't check anyone's bags that thoroughly, but not letting people go through the aisle they so choose. And I'm going to leave it at that because if I detail my full experience, I'm getting into uh, allegations territory and I want to get... So you're saying you could have brought in a, uh, a curry <laughs> and warmed it up in the smoko room at Andy Park. Well, now that I've tested the waters, I think I'll give it a crack. <laughs> Used your own cutlery. Because <laughs> they don't bother with the metal scanners. Because no. I didn't bother with the metal scanner. <laughs> oh, actually, it was a glass container that I had my curry in. But yeah, but you said the metal thing went off for you. I had my, your keys my and they work didn't check bag, anywhere. which has like two full components, and I had a lunchbox, and it was all obscured. There's no way they checked properly, and like they're like, "Yep, yeah, fine, you're good to go, mate." You could have thrown that at a goalkeeper, mate. What was the flavour of the curry? Honestly. I can't remember. It was last Wednesday. Oh, you're fucked. Terrible <laughs> journalism. All right. I, there's been a lot of terrible journalism recently about, I don't know if you guys saw this story, but Jared Waitley, the, uh, oh. the host of AFL 360, wrote a story basically yeah. making the most of the Melbourne derby being rescheduled yeah. and saying, like, well, you know, the, the football, the soccer media are to blame for inciting the violence in the first place, which what? I just think... That's bullshit. It's a load of fucking bullshit. Like, honestly, stick to your boring ass show on 360. Yeah. Stick to relying on Robbo for any interest in your Robo. show whatsoever. <laughs> stick to forcing narratives that don't exist in your own sport. Leave this one alone. Like, uneducated commentary from people in a position of power does nothing to help the situation. You're just making That's it wrong. worse. You're reminding people of a situation we're trying to forget and move on from. It's fucking horrendous. And yeah. it's a joke. Yeah. It's honestly a joke. It's a... It's, it's, Ah, uh, it's uh, oh, poor excuse for journalism, good, you know. quite frankly. Well said, Jashan. Enraged. Spoken like someone 
who is a graduated. Yes, the Tribe University taught me well. And shout out to Simon Hill. His piece on SEN there is very well written. Go and read that if you have the time. But let's move on. We've done the top four, the good football. Now let's get to the shit football because everyone else is a little bit shit, let's be honest. But the race for fifth and sixth is hot. Just two wins separate the Knicks in fifth from the Vicks in last. It's it's bloody impossible to, to predict what's going to happen, it's 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 just in, it's insane. A couple of months ago, we we made these predictions for who would finish sixth. So I'll run you through them, fellas. Nick, you picked Perth. Andy, you picked the Jets. I picked the Knicks. And Damo, because you weren't on the show, we gave you Macarthur. <laughs> um, the, the loser would have to do an entire episode in a Scottish accent. So I'll just run you through. Are you guys feeling confident with your picks right now? Wait, so who's really? one to five? Uh, at that point in time, we would assume we assumed that Sydney would finish fifth. Obviously, these yeah, days it's I'm less not. less certain. Well, I'm pretty Andy's not exactly confident. Not. <laughs> I'm feeling a wee bit confident. Um, I reckon Perth Glory are in an advantageous position if they could actually close out the deal. Oh, man, dude, th- th- that game against Victory was so piss. I can't, like, I just can't. I just can't. It was, I mean, like, scrappy, yeah, you made it scrappy. Zadkovic was complaining that it was the pitcher's fault that they played so scrappy, but you play scrappy in every goddamn game <laughs> you play in, brother. What are you talking about? True. Mate, Macedonia Park yeah. is the peak of football. And if that, but they've left. Bring it back. Bring it back. But, you know, they're going to be... You, did you ever hear of an AFL st- uh, story in 2020 that when the grand final was in Brisbane that they got turf and cut it and put it on the side of the Gabba so the MCG was still there? Oh, yeah, I remember that's that. What we'll be, <laughs> that's what they should do. Sorry? That is so petty. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they're gonna do, they need to do that with Macedonia Park. Grab a bit of Macedonia Park. Mas- Macedonia Park turf <laughs> and, and, and put it like a bit of Macedonia. put it like near the tunnel so like put it near the tunnel <laughs> so when they walk onto the field at NRB NRB yeah. HBF isn't it HBF, HBF Stadium HBF. and they walk I think NRB is the old name when they walk on the turf at HBF Stadium uh, they'll be gracing f- at first the turf of Macedonia Park and the spirit will jump up into their bodies and their minds from their boots up and then they're just going to fucking kill it. No, they need to bring... And they also need to... I love that. But they also need to bring the uh, food trucks from Macedonia Park in. I think they should park them on the pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Just in front of the benches. It could... could, could, Yeah, park it... Park it in... Park it early and ready to yeah, always stand. So the players have the smell of fresh Giros just like fueling them as they go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hungry. That's it. Yeah, it, it's a great park the bus strategy because one, you can park the bus in front of, you know, the goal you're defending. <laughs> and two, all your players will be running to get the fresh Giros and they'll, yeah. be, they'll be there to stop any rogue shots that are, might, you know, beat the bus. <laughs> I won't even have to use the term sent in for a hot dog. I'll already be there. Oh, God. Right. Okay, so, so Nick, Nick is feeling confident. Nick is feeling confident. Uh, Damo, mate, MacArthur, they just had their record home attendance. They played out a very entertaining yeah. two-all draw with Western Sydney. Do you have any faith? No. 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 Sorry. No. No, it's just not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. Just you got no oh, faith. If it weren't for Brandon Borello, if it weren't for Brandon Borello being a goat, like MacArthur would have gotten that win. I don't know why I'm chastised for back in Perth glory. Like they're only one point behind Sydney FC. You know. Yeah, they could definitely still make finals. Brisbane Roar could make it far. Because yeah, they just played that. Yeah, every, every, literally everyone can make it. Yeah. Victory could still make it. 
That's why I, I agree with Damo. It should be top four max if we're going to do finals. Yeah. I, I was reading something and someone in the media kind of said the same thing as I did last week about how everyone from fifth down is literally just making up the spots that have been so inconsistent that between the top four and the bottom eight, it's bloody apples and oranges. You know, like when we have pro relegation in there, like this will be a fun race to see, you know, or who can stay up and whatever. But at the moment, it's just exactly yeah. yeah. But imagine it's if we got man. pro rail with a top six final system and victory still a chance at finals and like for finals and relegation like yeah it sounds exciting on paper but it's not a good quality of product you know i think yeah i think we're talking about it i can't remember if it was on air or off air but in the afl you get four points for a win two points for a draw a win is double the value of a draw so they're you know basic ratio maps yeah half the teams make finals (laughs) half of them miss out in the A-League and in most association football competitions, you have three points for a win, one point for a draw. So a win's three, more, three times as valuable as a draw. That's so right. in my opinion, actually makes it that should be the top, worth it. top third of the competition going to finals, not the top half. Yeah. Bloody hell. Well, they do top four in, in the Liberty. The, the finals are kicking yeah, off this yeah, weekend. Yeah, and they, they do top four there. So well, They've only got 10 teams or... Eight teams yeah, that's fair, but so. um, yeah, it's a good point. No, actually, no, that's 10 teams now, mm. I think. I don't know. It was it's top, um, it was top six and... when there was only 10 teams, too. That was farcical, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, and, exactly. And Victory won the exactly. final, won the championship from fifth position. Albeit, like, they had a pretty some pretty good results. Well, where did Western United finish last year? They weren't like third. right up there. Okay. Respectful, but yeah. they were right up there. They could have won the premiership like yeah. a couple rounds to go. Yeah, fair. So Damo's not feeling good. Nick is feeling good. Andy, you've got the Jets. Yep. Just got thumped by Brisbane Roar. How are you feeling, brother? Yeah, not confident. Mm. The Jets are not uh, not feeling <laughs> with confidence, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, they are, what, they're ninth at the moment. So they are, they're three points off sixth, but I don't see them climbing those, yeah. you know, clawing ba- their way back with those three points. Like, they're just so inconsistent. You know, you know that meme with um, how... Random things appear yeah, yeah. somewhere. <laughs> How did they get there? It's, yeah, it's just going to be a random team just in the finals, yeah. and they're just going to be like, "How yeah. the fuck did we?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wellington and Perth Glory. Yeah, I tell you, could be any of those. Yeah, even even Brisbane. Yeah, I think they'll just finish the season, and they'll just end up being. Submitted into that. I team. think Wellington are making up the numbers, in my opinion. I think. Oh, but Wellington, when they're on, they can they can play with when the big they're teams. On, they're just so inconsistent. Yeah. Like. There's a lot of yeah. less turnover on the horizon. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. And I think that that it's affecting their results um, from an uneducated perspective. Mm. That's um, good speculation. Being, I like it. Without being a fly on the wall, and when they're on, they're on. But when they're down, I think. There's a lot of less turnover that's been confirmed and possibly on the way, and I think it's yeah. it's it's more like um, it, it looks. It, it's not going to be like Michael Jordan and, and and the Last Dance with the Chicago Bulls before they all leave. It's going to be, it's going to be um, a, a crappy away trip to the Central Coast where they lose three 0 and call it a day. I think Arthur Pappas is a fraud as well. Like it's fun football, but the defending is shit. I mean, like. Scott Neville, 
the Brisbane Raw centre-back was allowed to run all the way from his box into the opposition box and have a shot on goal. Like, how does that happen? Carl Jenkinson is turd. He got to retire. Oh, he's Matt terrible, German he? should retire. Like, oh, but, I mean, yeah. obviously Carl it's hard Jenkinson at brought Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain onto A-League's All-Access over Skype. Ha! <laughs> Fair enough. That, then I suppose he should be starting games. And he's done his job. Oh, his Jesus. But um, shout out to Jay O'Shea. He's got five goals in five games. Did a little shimmy. Uh, very nice celebration for his daughter. <laughs> was gorgeous. And just shout like Green, Nick Green. He's won every single one of his home games so far. Home games. So yeah. there's that. Maybe the Roar are going to make it. Um, I've got the Knicks. I don't know. It's I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I really don't know. Just um. Want to go? A bit off topic. Um, I saw uh, yesterday. I think um, Scott Jamison went on Twitter and said something about how if fans actually showed up to games, that the the more money would be able to be spent on the game itself, and like the salary cap wouldn't be. Um, such a hindrance to the league and that makes no sense. Everything and yeah, exactly. And like, isn't he a part of a club that said absolutely zilch when the decision about the grand final was announced to go to Sydney? Like, I was reading it and I'm just thinking, what are you saying? Like, th- that is so out of touch with the whole football community at the moment. We need, yeah, we need to be encouraging. We do need to be encouraging fans to go, but not, not like that. You can't be. That's right. Like forcing them to go. Like, why, why should we be forced to go to a product that doesn't really even give a shit about the fans? Mm. Yeah, that's brutal. That's that's ice cold from mm. you, Damo. That is yeah. ice cold. Sorry. Ah, fuck. I thought I thought um, Nick might have seen it. What was this for? <laughs> he wasn't even listening. <laughs> okay. He wasn't even. He wasn't listening. even listening. Fantastic. Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm sleepy Joe was, over here. I was roasting Scott Jamison about his tweet yesterday about... Oh, I didn't um, see the tweet, though. Give it a look, mate. I think it was to do with... Um, oh, damn, Scott Jamison is a bit... He's a, he's a bit... He's a bit of a buff sometimes. <laughs> he's Melbourne City's buff, but he's a bit, yeah, you know... He's your classic, you know, defender. Oh, no, I think it had to do with um, young players coming through. There are oh, plenty I of young players um, coming through. And how more money was being spent focusing on marquee players, um, yeah, marquee players as opposed to um, developing talent. You should do like a census of A League fans of how they feel. Maybe I'm giving Football Australia too many an actual good idea for once. <laughs> but I reckon you could get a good understanding of your typical A League fan if you ask them the following questions: marquee yeah. players, pro role. Um, Youth development and what to do with the stadiums and venues that the A League's mm. played in, and if you had like schedule you know, five random A League fans and you asked them, like they'd all come up like with wildly different opinions. Oh, of course, it's so it's it's, 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 it's so a hard it's hard questions to answer. Like, and also, you can bring in a marquee player like Nanny, and then he doesn't give a shit and That's... gets injured, and then it's it's all gone to yeah. shit. And then you have Del yeah. Piero, that was like exactly yeah the shining light. But, like, it, this is the problem, though. If you were to get five random people off the street who don't really follow the A-League or anything, and you asked them what would be the best way to grow the league, and you said either um, getting bigger name marquees or 
having more teams going to pro rail and um, better opportunities for um, young players. Obviously, they're going to say, "Oh yeah, we want we want like Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi <laughs> to come here, and then we'll follow the game." And then this is the problem with the APL. They would take that yeah, and true. take it as a gospel, and be, oh, that's what we need to do. <laughs> Ah yeah, ah, yeah. Danny Townsend is that At the end of the day, the people, the people, those people will rock up to see Ronaldo play once and then fuck off. We need to develop people exactly. who want to come to every single game. Um, and and, and needs develop, to grow organically. Yeah, develop that base. And, um, but it's an interesting like. Does everyone has an opinion on on what we need to do to kind of increase the interest? And I I read this opinion piece, and we'll, we'll move on from the games now to some news and and whatnot. I yeah. read this opinion piece um, on the Reddits basically stating that one of the issues with the A-League right now is the media that surrounds it and that there isn't enough, there aren't enough outspoken yes, and, and controversial yeah. characters who kind of drive storylines and, and drive that engagement. So I'm, I'm going to kick off this segment. I'm calling, I don't know what it is going to be called. Does anyone, That's a great does segment. anyone have any ideas for what it should be called? The truth. The truth. The, the, <laughs> no, not the truth. How about like the, the splitting of the walls? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Bloody hell. Splitting the wall? Wall split. Split wall. All right. Splitting of the wall. So the wall splitter. Down. I'm going to ask a question. The and wall two of, splitting question. Two of the fellows are going to debate it for 60 <laughs> seconds each, and then whoever yeah. has the better argument like will get, um, I don't know, I'll, I'll send you... What was it? A Hot Wheels car? Is that what we're doing for peak moment? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Hot Wheels. Yeah. yeah, Hot Wheels car. We get those at our work quizzes if we win. <laughs> <laughs> Some, yeah, sometimes it's chocolate. Sometimes it's Scott crayons. It's really random. <laughs> got a, I got a few of these prizes because I win all the time. Oh yeah, I like it. All right. Um, and the question today, I wanna who wants who wants to dive? Andy hasn't spoken for a while, so I'll get Andy in there. Yeah, Andy. All right. Nick Damo, any, any takers? Nick, do you want to go? Done. It's Andy versus Nick. The question is... <laughs> the question is... I'll chip in if I feel like I, I love Danny that. Good man. Everyone, it's it's all-inclusive, all right? Everyone can get involved. Drop in some here here's if you hear something. That's a good take, Damo. <laughs> does the A-League... Does the, do, does the A-Leagues need more controversial and outspoken characters in the media? Andy, you're going first. All right. Three, two, one, go. All right. I'll start off with a big emphatic yes. Um... I know the the A League people say it's its point of difference is like the atmosphere and the active support and that sort of thing, but um, I think that's not far enough. Um, we all know that it's uh, not the most popular code in this country. That's no secret. And I think um, one way to uh, try and bridge that gap between you know the A League and the other codes is yeah, get more outspoken characters uh, in the media. Uh, you know, that they would help create uh, storylines. Like, there already is storylines. We know of plenty, even just this year alone. You know, you've got, like, the Garen Quoll story here in Kunda. Um, you know, like, Corica versus Rudan, all those sort of, like, little feuds and things like nice. that, rivalries. I think if you, um, you know, play into some of those storylines a bit more and um, bring them uh, more to the public public eye, uh, it'll help get you know gather a bit more interest in the A League, get a bit more emotional investment, and time. And time. Not bad. Oh, <laughs> so so Not Nick, bad. mate, Nick, Nick, you have to argue the other side, obviously. So you have to argue that we don't need more controversy in the media. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, go. Well, so I agree with. Uh, oh, sorry, that's a bit too close. <laughs> <It's> Can, <restart>. not... <laughs> Can you restart? I like that. <laughs> Wasting time. <Fuck. laughs> Yeah, that's the thing, like, 
Andy has the pro of he has to choose his argument first, but Nick has more time to think about it. Very, so very. there's um. Yeah, can I restart? Just, no, I got I got what I have to say, but like I just was a bit too close to the mic. <laughs> this is you play. Yeah, go three, two, one, go. Well, so I agree with some points you got to say, uh, Mister Andy. Um, I, I, I tend to disagree. I think the A League does need a greater media pres- presence, but I don't think we need like Kane Corns type operators or Phil mm. Gould, whoever is the equivalent in the NRL. I'm not sure. Maddie Johns, I don't know. I think we need more good. <laughs> Fellas like Archie Thompson. I've been watching Celebrity MasterChef <laughs> lately, and he's a ripping bloke. Uh, terrible at making uh, tortellini and brodo, uh, but don't spoil it because I'm halfway through the episode. I think what the A-League need, though, is to retain some players from the development cycles into media. A lot of ex-players go into development coaching overseas, and we just lose them. So we do need a bit more media presence, but I would argue not the controversial type. And time. Ooh, well done. Interesting. Oh, I didn't mind. I did like that you uh, made the Cane Corns reference because I fucking hate Cane Corns. But at the same time, <laughs> I, I, get it. I don't mind him. You know what? He does. Once you disassociate, once you disassociate the shock jockery, um, mm. I don't mind yeah. some of his like actually listening to him and like <laughs> rather than reading him comes off a lot better <laughs> yeah. than because yeah. like, the way he writes or the way his editors change his yes. writing yeah, yeah, yeah. is like Jack Ginnivan's a hack but then like if you watch him on I don't watch the Sunday footy show because it's boring um, I watch him on footy but, if, but like if you see him there like he's actually he's a good communicator and he takes he takes like that shock moments in jest pretty well pretty you good. also did waste a bunch of time talking about pasta so I'm not too <laughs> sure um... but, but actually but it's a good point because like <laughs> It's not. Archie Thompson's a great ambassador for the league, and he's someone that's like gone the media path. <laughs> and Nick, mate, your time is up. You can't keep <laughs> arguing your points. D- Damo, did you have a winner in mind from those two? Who swayed you more? As um, as uh, yeah, as good as Nick's um, argument is, I'm gonna have to say that Andy's. Oh. Is better. Thanks, Dan. Watch Celebrity MasterChef, then change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> something, something. Yeah. I, I know, I know, I know. You've got Paramount know, Plus. You got you got yeah. Paramount Plus. You know, you can use it. Something to use Paramount. Not for long, though. I think um, I'm gonna yeah. I, I like the, I like the points. I like yeah. the Marco Rudin. How are you gonna contribute stuff? to this podcast if you don't have Paramount Plus? <laughs> no, I don't have Paramount Plus. I watch the games on YouTube. Yeah, well, YouTube. Well, yeah, they have yeah. them live. Almost all of them. They, they put up like 20 minute recaps, which is oh, more than yeah. Actually, it's a VPN yeah. method, actually. <laughs> also a good point. Yeah. For educational right. purposes only. Andy gets the first ever uh, split the like, wall Hot card. I'm going to go on, I'm just going to like follow on and say that we don't have a Mark Bosnich anymore. Yeah, true. That's, yeah, I should have mentioned him. Mm. Or a Craig Foster. We don't yeah. have that type of yeah. character involved in our media at the sure. moment. Everyone's kind of like a yes man mm-hmm. or yes woman or yep. whatever you, yes them. Um, well played. So, what that does is it just breeds a constant of oh yeah we're doing well like everything is going swimmingly we have Operating, nothing yeah. to worry about. But really, we do, and Simon Hill's like the only person who is going out of his way to put his job potentially at risk and say these things about. Um, and defending football at its purest. Um, and that's what we need more of. We need those Mark Bosniches back. We need Craig Fosters and we need Simon Hill to keep on doing 
this kind of stuff so that, you know, the, all this anger, anger built up in fans, you know, actually has some meaning. Like, there is meaning behind doing all this. You know, um, decisions being made that just push the game back from what it needs to be for it to uh, be at least some sort of resemblance of a decent uh, run football league. So, yeah, I can't even name the broadcaster. Is Tara Rushton still hosting? Yeah, yeah, Tara Rushton. Yeah, she's a pro. Not but, um, no, the host. It's never the I've host. I've noticed that um amazing. that guy that was doing the F one. What's his name? Scott McKinnon. Oh, yeah. He hasn't been on very much lately, and he's just your normal media, just sports person who just you know just has a basic knowledge of literally everything, but he's literally just covering what he's. There's a real Jared Waitley out there. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on Jared. All right, I like so, this chat. Yeah. This is this is good stuff. We need we need more of us. We need more of the four men wool out there in the media. That's right. Mm. Exactly. We literally <laughs> spark some discussion. All right, uh, some quick news headlines, fellas, before we get into Tilly's chat. So there are a couple of rumours out there that A, Geordie Boss could be getting snapped up by Manchester City and B, yeah. Jason Cummings is fielding offers Oof, from India. India, the US, Europe and Japan. Um, yeah, fellas. So everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Literally everywhere. <laughs> um, Andy, Andy, if, if if these moves go ahead, is that an exciting thing to have our stars get snapped up, or is it a blow for the league that our sna- our stars might be leaving? I think if Cummings was to leave, it'd be a blow for the league. To be honest, I think he's mm-hmm. done a lot uh, for the A League, and uh, you know, obviously, had his all ac- all access episode this yeah. year, and. He's such a character. He's been good value. Yeah, very good value. Um, one of those rare like uh, you know, character type players. Um, and I think if he yeah if he was to leave, like you can see why he would have so much interest from other countries. Not just because he's a great goal scorer, but because of that uh, sort of character that he brings and the the interest that it yeah. uh, garners in the league as well. So. But it's also yeah. yeah. Oh sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say yeah. I'd I'd love to see him stay in the A League personally, but uh, yeah, decision comes down to him. Yeah, I was just gonna say like he's at that age. It's it's an awkward age, like twenty eight, twenty nine. You're playing in the A League. Um, you know, I've been playing in Scotland all my career, and now I've went down to England, played League One, come to Australia. My wages haven't been the greatest. However, yeah. you know, there's always that option of going to Asia and getting paid a shitload. Yeah. And, you know, you can't begrudge anyone of trying no. to set up themselves for the future. And That's true. I think, like... If this were to happen for Cummings, I wouldn't have any hard feelings. Like, obviously, he might be throwing away his international career. Um, that's not to say that if he goes to India and scores, like, 30 goals, that he won't be in the soccer risk, because I think he could. But he's definitely... He goes down the pecking order if he does. So, it's really a... a yeah, it's, it's a... It's, yeah, it's a situation where he's going to have to weigh up his... Um, his options. Well, it's an interesting one because you mentioned earlier that you know we focus so much on bringing in marquee guys, whereas in reality, the two biggest stars. And I'm, I'm basing this purely off of how much they're all access uh, 
uh, videos got in terms of views. The two biggest stars this season in the A-League were Qual, who was the most popular, and Cummings, who's second. And, yeah. you know, these, these guys, obviously... Is that, the, is that the most watched? Yeah, most watched all-access videos. Oh, really? So... I saw that. Wasn't the Nani one, like, 35k? Yeah, Nani's at 35, uh, Cummings is at 43k, and Qual's wow, at 52k. Okay. Jesus. Hmm. Okay. Um, and then Austin comes well, in Well, there you go. Then, yeah. Exactly. Well, that just shows, like, um, that if you do smart recruiting, like the Mariners have, they've gotten... Someone who's had a bit of, you know, a bit of a dodgy career. He's always had that bit of an edge about him. And he's lapped it up. And everyone's lapped him up. So, that's been great. And then you've got a local kid from Shepparton who's gone overseas. And the Scottish love just watching anything. The Scottish are in love with football. So, they will watch anything to do with their new signings or anything. And that's exactly what um, Newcastle fans and uh, Hearts fans would have done as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's just smart all round by the Mariners. And I, yeah, if there's one club that you'd say that's had a successful season off the field, I'd say it'd be the Mariners. Yeah, or talks of them getting some, some funding put in with the new government there to their footballing operations as well. So hopefully that uh, pans out. We'll see. But, um, yeah, moving to more international stuff. I went to the Tillies just yet because I forgot about the news over at Hart. So thank you for reminding me there, Damo. Ah, yes. Seven games to go on the Scottish season. Um, Garen Quall has not played a minute since March. And when he was yeah. playing, he was putting minutes in at central midfield for fuck's sake. So love that. Uh-huh. Nick, mate, has um, Qual's move to Hearts been a failure? It's a, bit, it's a bit of a harsh statement, I reckon, if you just put it objectively yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fact, though. He's barely playing. <laughs> I, I think uh, not necessarily hasn't been a failure. Um, he has d- had a loan move in the middle of um, January. It's a tough time to adjust to a club where, you know, their season's in full swing. He's travelled halfway across the world. You can't be expected just, you know, to snap of the fingers, you know, be banging them for hearts. There has been some issues with, um, you know, like positions and where he's playing. Uh, I'd suggest um, uh, it's... It's it's not been a perfect loan spell, but it's not been like it's not like he's had the perfect opportunity to excel in his role. So I would suggest that um, Newcastle should reassess his loan destination, is if if possible. I'm not too sure if it's an eighteen month loan or a six month loan. I think it's six. I yeah, think it was just so, for the rest of this season. Yeah, so they should reassess it, and um, I, I think you know he'll he'll come back swinging. Um, you know, in the next in the next season, I don't think I think he yeah. has one more loan spell in him though. Oh, he's only eighteen. He could be loaned yeah. out until yeah. his early twenties. Look at Martin Odegaard. Like he was like the classic whipping boy of like, oh, he's a, you know Real Madrid signed him and he was never good again. And he had like eight loan spells and he, you know, and then he came good. And then he came good. And then he's only twenty four. Like <laughs> it's yeah. ridiculous. Like the pressure you put on like wonder kids sometimes. That's right. I I wouldn't I wouldn't even consider this like as a I wouldn't even consider to grade it as a failure or a success or anything. You know, I I, th- I view this purely as just getting him in a you know, a football mad kind of environment where everyone's ruthless 
and like just seeing how you go at first and then just kind of ease yourself into it, kind of, you know, um, do some stock taking and see how you end up with a full pre-season and yeah, it's purely just acclimatising yourself. I didn't expect him to go over there and kick or score five goals and provide three assists, which it was looking like at some at one stage. It was looking like it, but I'm I'm not gonna come to any um, conclusions over his performances because I just don't think it it's is. Fair. It is so brutal. They've got seven games left in the season and they've lost six in a row, albeit. But they've sacked their coach and they've brought in former Everton role player Stephen Naismith. Um, up from the junior team yep. to lead. Is is this a good thing for guys, for Atkinson, Devlin, Quoll and Rolls? Like, new environment, new opportunity? Um, yeah, I'll give that to Gibbo. What do you reckon? <laughs> what was that? Sorry, what was the question? Oh. <laughs> new coach bump. New, new coach bump at Hearts. There are four Socceroos who play for Hearts. Yep. You know, and is that a you know a chance to all right, come out and, and prove yourself? Uh, definitely. I think, you know, any time's a good Good time to come out and, and prove yourself, but what better time than uh, when there's a new coach in? You know, they'd be easily uh, convinced, you know, if they're fresh into the club. So, um, definitely no time like, like the present. That's it, mate. No time like the present. Uh, another day, another dollar, brother. <laughs> Early bird gets the worm. Kai Rolls, like, started on, uh, rusted on starter. Devlin sort of there, but then obviously you got Atkinson and Quoll who literally have nothing to lose now. Like they weren't playing anyway, so just like do as much in training as you can and just try and um do something to say to like I mean obviously Nate Smith was the assistant anyway or something. No, he was the he was the, the juniors, yeah. Yeah, the development coach. So I think he'd have some idea of the way that Nielsen was playing, and he'll kind of go with something similar, and he'll know the players that were in form and who weren't. So, but regardless, you can still try and impress the the new um, the guy who's making the decisions come match day. So, absolutely, huge game coming up against Hibbs, who yeah, would just blow them on the table. Saturday night. Watch it, fellas. Yep. Get amongst it. Uh, all right, Miller. Yeah, Lewis yeah. Miller, Jago versus... I forget Jim's Jago is, is out there doing yeah. this thing. Fucking hell. And Boyle, maybe? Nah. No. No, he's no. still injured. He's, he's injured, isn't he? Doing his thing. Yeah, but still... I think, still I think it was um it was a loss to St. Mary and to Keanu Backus' St. Mary. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, and Ryan Schneider. Uh, yeah. There you go. I'd love to see it. All right. Now, finally... Yes. The, the Matildas, they're, uh, they're heating up on their run to the Women's <laughs> World Cup. Less than 100 days now to the to kickoff, and we had a couple friendlies. A 1-0 loss to Scotland, and then a very, very tasteful 2-0 win on England. Fellas, did you guys watch these games? No, myself. I probably so. could have, because I was awake literally all night, but Rough. I didn't. And I woke up after about a 10-minute power nap and saw that we'd won and I was quietly impressed um, 30 game unbeaten streak for England comes undone mm-hmm. to the uh, those pecky little Aussies <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and there you go like sets us in a pretty good um, 
morale uh, booster going into our next window? Or, or do we have another window, or is it straight into the? I'm not too sure. I actually have no idea. Could be straight into the World Cup. So if it is, we'll play well, France at, Ma- at Marvel prior to the. Yeah, we get yeah the France game. Okay, well there you go. Yeah, free. well in saying that, well still does the same thing. Yeah, the next game, the next window is is that friendly against France and then straight into the match day. So, yeah, yeah, it, against Hell Renard. Yeah. Oh, is that where Renard has gone? Yeah, the Saudi Arabian coach. He's now he's, he's doing the Republic of Ireland women's team. No, no. France. No. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Because the first game of the actual World Cup is against uh, is against Ireland. Oh, so yeah, I thought you were talking yeah. about that. Oh, no. Um. But uh, I will say that uh, obviously Sam Kerr he obviously can't give her an inch. She'll take a mile. And she'll Should score. have got the Ballon d'Or. And uh, Charlie Grant scores her first goal as a Matilda with a very decent deflection. Um, and a clean sheet, like, away from home at Brentford. So, mm. great little result. It's, like, it's a good squad right now. It's a very good squad. There's a good um, feeling around uh, yeah, the mm. women's football in general. I just want to give a, 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 a fire a shot at um, a hub of the media, hub of the world media uh, colleague, a uh, professional partner, <laughs> Matthew. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. Over time. He said, when we were trying to buy tickets to the World Cup, I said, why don't we get the quarterfinals? Watch the Matildas playing the quarterfinals, home seed in Brisbane. And he said, yeah, nah, in no uncertain terms, yeah, nah, that's not going to happen. We're going to tank. And who's fucking <laughs> tanking now, Matthew? We're going to win the whole thing. Suck on that, Matt. Yeah, well, I mean, we got tickets to the grand final, so, like, he's still... Oh. He's just trying... He's just, yeah, so he's still a good bike. Do we actually have tickets? So how, how, how come these ones... What are these just for... General. We got. We're, so we're we got going to. That's why we're flying to Sydney, Damo. Did you think we were just going for the? <laughs> yeah, I know, but like. <laughs> just. For <laughs> just got But how come the tickets only nah. open now? I think that there's like a resale going on at the moment. Oh, there's a resale cool. happening, and it's all been. It's been a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but okay. um, we've got we've got the uh, Liberty Finals kicking off this weekend. Uh, West United, Melbourne City, Melbourne Victory, and Sydney are, are playing off. Uh, fellas, uh, I assume all three of you will be going for Melbourne City in this. Bloody oath. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm I'm on West United because I'm a big I'm a big Chloe Legazzo fan, and she's been through a lot in the past couple of years. A torn ACL. Which then led to a, um, I don't even know how to pronounce this injury, but it, it, it basically her other leg tried to compensate for the injury in that leg and then got fucked up. It's very confusing. Regardless, she's going to be leading West United through to the finals. And uh, Damo, mate, I've got one more burning question to ask for the night. Is Chloe Legazzo good enough to make the final squad despite her injury concerns? Well, I would generally, generally say that Chloe Legazzo won her day is probably one of our best attackers. Uh, however, if she's carrying an injury, um, yeah, then it does put a bit of a spanner in the works. Because uh, we've definitely got players who are... Like form. your Courtney Vines and your Hayley Rassos. That's right, mm. and your Charlie Grants. So, um, 
it's it's gonna be hard, gonna be hard. But I I would always have um, Chloe Legazzo in and around the uh, mm. the squad. I like it. It's a good problem to have, nonetheless. It's a good problem to have. And with that, I do believe we're all wrapped up, fellas. It's been a fantastic episode. Thank you all for joining me. Nah, pleasure. Pleasure to do the podcast with you, gents. It's been good. Any, any, any parting words from any of you boys? As always. Pleasure as always. Be kind to one another. Um, mm-hmm. oh, that's you funny. just Obviously. called out Matthew on the podcast for no apparent reason. <laughs> what are you talking about, be kind to one another? He's not a kind person, so it's possible. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Poor Matt. Be good to see the uh, obviously the pies took yeah, it a bit of an L. Yeah. We'll we'll be back. So um, hopefully we can get back on we'll to the Saints this week. Is that uh, is this the the round in yeah. uh, LA? Around. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What an absolute <laughs> stupid thing. <laughs> Let's talk about it off air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, peace out. It's been a pleasure. That's it. This has been the Four Men Wall. Thank you all. This is uh, Nicholas on the airwaves coming at you from BBC Radio 69. Uh, We've got a new track for you. It's called Untouched by the Veronicas.